0: Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of
1: pleasurable relaxation. Washington, London, Paris, Moscow
0: are key targets. The whole world is under attack. Who built it? The Russians, the Chinese, Martians, Canadians? I don't care! All I know is we didn't build it, and that's reason enough to assume the worst and blow out the of Gum.
1: For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live, inside, where no one can see it. Soldiers and their weapons would be powerless before the onslaught of the beast. The beast, the beast, the beast from 20,000 fathoms. Gun. Tanks, bombs—they're like toys against them. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. The nation, and then the world,
0: could fall before the blood-curdling threat of sci-fi double-feature driving podcast.
1: Sci fi double feature drive in podcast. Hi. Pew pew
0: pew 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 pew.
1: Ch- pew, pew, pew. Whoa, what's that? Ah.
0: We come for your women. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what most monsters say.
0: <laughs> We've come for your mothers.
1: <laughs> for your mothers? <laughs> yeah. We need good cooking on our home planet. <laughs> I am your conspiracy-loving host, Lisa Weglin, and sitting next to me is my radioactive partner in grime, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Weglin.
0: Hello there. Hi. Hi. It's
1: been so long.
0: It's been a couple weeks, Yeah,
1: yes. sorry for the technical... Life, and difficult. Hey, yeah,
0: but we hope you enjoyed that bonus content of Sexy Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you like Drive In Underground XXX, yeah, we can do more of that. Just let us know. Yeah, I mean, of it course. was for fun, but <laughs> if you like it, uh,
0: there's a I'll tre- make
1: myself uncomfortable some more.
0: There's obviously a, a treasure trove of weird erotica oh, featuring monsters.
1: There's so much. Cryptid, alien, paranormal erotica.
0: And I just came into another treasure trove of uh, sound effects. So I can Uh, can make it even weirder.
1: (laughs) We can do it. Real weird. You guys want to get weird?
0: Yeah. So, what are we doing today?
1: Well, we're ending our double feature of the 4th of Kai July, American Monsters. (laughs)
0: Right on the end of Right,
1: (laughs) and we're going to get it in there. (laughs) You'll probably
0: listen to it in August. Yeah,
1: but oh well. With a space kaiju, yeah, it's twenty million miles to Earth.
0: Woo! Yes, we're, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah,
1: we're we're, we're going away from the, the more recent movies we've been doing. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. gonna go back to some classic classics. Yes, very
0: classic.
1: Yeah,
0: Dynamation. Dynamation. Ray Harryhausen's Dynamation and one of his very classic characters, Ymir. I think is how you say it. Y M I Y M I R. It's kind of a reptilian yeah. uh, bipedal creature, not a dinosaur. No uh, no no. Which, no, no. Uh, it
1: looks like a lizard with a mustache.
0: Yeah, almost like a it's got, well, creature from the Black Lagoon with a tail. I would say, with, with a little Greek god Titan yeah. mixed in, maybe. I don't know.
1: It's like a sexy creature.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but very big. With a
0: great big bushy beard. With a
1: great big bushy
0: beard.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of history, obviously, behind a film like this. Oh
0: yes, because you got
1: Ray Harryhausen in there.
0: The Harry House.
1: Oh, our boy.
0: The House of Hausen. What?
1: No, what is he in our um, God lineup?
0: I don't know. Goddammit. He's definitely one of the disciples, though.
1: He's something. Yeah. He's a god.
0: <laughs> yeah. A
1: god of dynamation.
0: All I know is uh, the Lord and Savior Godzilla is on top.
1: Yeah, and we forgot. All of the stuff we did.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. else. Because <laughs> we always mix it up. Ga- yeah. Gamera's in there. Uh, uh,
1: Mothra's Mothra. in there. Oh, Tossing
0: in maybe Guanji at the bottom somewhere, but he's in there.
1: Guanji's <laughs> <laughs> the god that they all pick on.
0: Yeah, but he's still a god. Yeah. Yeah, don't fuck with Guanji. He has a valley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Leave me in my valley. Out of this.
0: So, uh, I think so, this yeah. came out... Uh, 20
1: Million Miles to Earth began production in Rome, Italy. Yeah,
0: this was before Guanji.
1: Yes, in September 1956. So, I don't know, is Guanji 60s? I feel like yeah. the, the feel of the film was very 60s. Yeah,
0: definitely, because this is black and white. Although it was colorized later, which we pr- we'll probably say, because we wrote the notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, But this is using only... An- This is using only William Hopper of the main cast and moved to the U.S. from October 30th to November 9th of that year. The working title of the film was The Giant Ymir.
0: Yes, Ymir!
1: The Giant Ymir. And it all... uh,
0: It all... all, (laughs) Just like a lot of uh, sci-fi movies, they all had alternate titles.
1: Well, and then they start off a certain title...
0: Yeah, usually
1: pretty something pretty ridiculous and they got to rain.
0: Yeah, or rain it in some reason. They'll re-release them with a double feature and they just think it doesn't fit with the original name and they'll change the name just and and it doesn't even fit with that movie.
1: We can't talk crap, though, because (laughs) The Edge of Tomorrow exists.
0: Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: changed names. It was, After the movie.
0: But this name its other name does fit with it. The Beast from Space. Very straightforward. I like that name. Yeah, The Beast from Space. I want to have a
1: band called The Beast from Space.
0: But all references to the name Ymir were removed from the from the release of, uh, yeah from the released version of this film, as Harryhausen was concerned that the audiences might confuse it with the Arabic title Emir.
1: Yes. So, so gotta keep it safe, I guess. I don't know what Ymir means.
0: I don't know. Maybe that's just the... Just the name? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you gotta gotta cover all your angles.
1: So, oh yeah, you already said the beast from space. According to Norse mythology, Ymir is one of the primary creation gods. Ooh. So, it's pretty cool he's named after that.
0: Yeah. Because so, he's like a god. He is like a god, even though he's out of his element. And he, he's a little scared, even.
1: It's like a, a child or like a dog. Like if a dog got released on a planet mm-hmm. that it was too big for. Yeah. And it was just like, Well, oh, leave me alone. I
0: think I likened it to a more powerful and destructive E.T., right? Didn't I say yeah. it was kind of like E.T.? Because <laughs> he's not really like trying to hurt anybody, this creature. But no. uh, when you keep poking and prodding a powerful creature... He's gonna fuck you. Fuck well, ya up. he doesn't know. Not fuck you, but fuck you. <laughs> he's gonna
1: fuck you. He's gonna fuck you. <laughs> he's gonna take you to his room, <laughs> put you on his bed, and, and he's, he's gonna, gonna fuck you. He's
0: gonna show you his beast from space. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> so
0: they were originally gonna do this movie in the setting of Chicago. They're gonna put it in a fucking deep dish.
1: In a deep dish pizza. They're gonna put
0: the monster in a deep dish, and he's gonna drown in the fucking topping. And-
1: for chicago
0: <laughs> the rocket that uh the beast comes down in was gonna crash into lake michigan but they scrapped that idea because there's nothing interesting about lake michigan
1: hey <laughs> whoa don't you talk shit on lake michigan all right
0: <laughs> all right
1: all right yeah uh boopity.
0: <laughs> alisa's family's from chicago yeah uh, she's been there like three times. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> Michigan. They call that the beach in Chicago. Lake Michigan. Yeah, they do That is, that is the
1: beach in L- Chicago.
0: A little brown, ripply, big piece of water. <laughs>
1: you couldn't even see, like, your hand if you put it like an inch beneath the surface.
0: But there's no waves either. It's just like... Blah,
1: blah, blah.
0: <laughs> but right before they submitted this idea with the Lake Michigan idea. Ray Harryhausen decided to go with the setting of Italy, which is way more interesting. And they don't yeah. have crappy deep dish pizza. They, they have, have real a Napoli pizza. Napoleon they got, they pizza. got the margarite. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Napoli. They
0: throw the big bars of the mozzarella. The
1: mozzarella. <clears throat> they
0: melt into the sauce and it's a... Ah. <laughs> No deep that ain't pizza.
1: What is these? i not the pizza. <laughs> but he wanted to go there on vacation. Yeah. So he picked it to film there.
0: When you're a big film when you're when you start getting up there in filmmaking, you're like, yeah, I wanna I wanna do there. I, I wanna go there, so let's just make the film there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I've always wanted a vacation in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> let's film there for three months.
0: I think that might have been why uh, Spielberg wanted to do Jurassic Park. He's like...
1: Oh, you got to go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: Because right when he was doing that, he was doing Schindler's List. He needed a break from Schindler's List.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he
0: need Did he?
1: He needed a vac- fucking vacation. Oh,
0: did he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Ray Harryhausen wanted the film to be shot in color, but the filmmakers were not given a budget large enough to accommodate color filming. In 2007, five years after the death of the film's director, Harryhausen worked with restoration and colorization company Legend Films to create a colorized version of the film.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, I've seen the colorized version. We watched the, the original black and white version. Um, but the colorized version is very good for a post-colorized version, even though I'm not really for uh, doing it. But since it was Harryhausen that took charge of it, and he wanted it in the first place... I, I think yeah. it's cool.
1: I think that that's when it's like okay, if like a yeah. director from 50 years ago is like, I'm gonna do it myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So,
1: but um, it was released alongside the original black and white version on July 31st, 2007, mm-hmm. on DVD with as the 50th anniversary collection,
0: collection. on DVD.
1: DVD. It was the first of three collaborations between Harry Hausen, Schneer, and Nathan Geron. Geron only directed the American sequences, while Schneer and Harry Hausen directed the Italian sequences, which yeah. was really common, I think, back then. Is that there was, like, if they did yeah. overseas filming, there was mm-hmm. a director for that location, and then there was an American director.
0: Yeah. It still happens now and then here. Like, they'll have, they just call them second unit directors. Um, sometimes they'll have a second unit director and they'll just film like the car scenes or something like that. But sometimes they have those and they'll film actual foreign, foreign, uh, scenes. Oh. But yeah, it happened a lot more than like, they'll film actual like half parts of the movie.
1: (laughs) Well, also back then I, I kind of have noticed like, at least with like not so high up films, like the director wasn't as important as it is nowadays.
0: Yeah. Like, nowadays,
1: yeah. like, the director's name is as big as an actor's name. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was, like, it's okay if it was Joe Schmo. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you don't need to know who the director was. They, so, if there was, like, two d- different directors, nobody would... Mm-hmm. It and wasn't as big of a deal.
0: They, they let Harryhausen do a lot more than an actual special effects person would actually get to do back then, too. He was much bigger... He had a bigger influence on his movies than just a regular effects director would.
1: Yeah, he has like the same influence that someone on a Japanese film would have.
0: Like Eiji Sugawara, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It,
1: he it's not like American special effects at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. When I when I started hearing about like how Harry Housen would direct his own scenes and stuff, I was like, "Damn, that sounds a lot like Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds a lot like how they make movies in Japan."
0: Mhm. You can you can direct something without the special effects guy being there and just toss it to him afterwards, but it's not going to be the same than having them there and sometimes even directing it themselves.
1: Yeah, because they have the vision. They know what they're gonna do with it. And a lot of the time a lot of the times you have to have the camera move a certain way mm-hmm. so that you can produce a certain effect.
0: Not only do they know what they're capable of, but that's when they're directing their scenes, that's when they come up with a lot of the innovations and new techniques. That they end up using in later movies.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like um, the special effects person had to be so involved with the opening scene of the Avengers. Oh, God. What was it? Was it Age of
0: Ultron? Yes. Yeah. Age
1: of Ultron. Like, they had to have been either super collaborating or the special effects guy was in charge. Because oh, yeah. Post... That is all filmed for the special
0: effects. Post was definitely on set because that was pretty much all green screen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That was filmed so they could be like, okay, and then all the special effects happened in this way and this way and this way. Like, it, it was, was all a, dependent on what the special it effects It was
0: all, almost all composited, so yeah.
1: That is a great scene, by the way.
0: <laughs> a great scene in a okay movie.
1: Yeah, definitely not the best Avengers.
0: <laughs> yeah, in a good series, but it's an okay of a good series. Anyways, we're not talking hey, about the Avengers. Anyway,
1: we don't want to <laughs> ruffle any feathers. <laughs> this ended up being one of Harryhausen's last films to place a monster in a purely modern setting. Yeah. Ray's interests had shifted, and after this film, a majority of his films were heavily draped in fantasy elements.
0: Other than, uh, I think, Guanji and like maybe one or two others, he started going into, like... Um, Voyage of Sinbad and those type of—I don't think they're called fairy tales, but they're old folk tales, um, old fantasy stories, and um, like Clash of the Titans mm. and stuff like that, and um, even uh, Jules Verne stories. He did Mysterious Island and stuff like that. They were like creatures that definitely did not exist, like giant crabs and. Um, Giant be like, mysterious island had a lot of giant creatures, but they were all fantasy type creatures.
1: Yeah, it's not like <clears throat> he was saying like these exist in real life.
0: Yeah, and definitely Clash of Titans; those creatures definitely don't exist, like the Kraken and uh, yeah things like that.
1: <clears throat> so the movie. Which, sorry. Oh, what
0: were you gonna say? Which I actually like earlier, Harryhausen, even though his his. Um, His skills and stuff improve later and later and later. And people love the fantasy stuff. I, of course, love the dinosaurs and stuff like that way better than um, the fantasy stuff. I don't know. I
1: love all of the stuff he does that involves like dinosaurs or like dinosaur like creatures. Mm -hmm. Because even this one, even though he's more fantastical.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs)
1: So the movie pretty much follows.
0: It's a very basic. Plot. A basic plot. I think it's very similar to King Kong. That's what I said when we were watching it.
1: Yeah. Which I was like, oh, it's kind of like, um, was this that movie? Oh my gosh, it's been so long since we watched it. Like his tribute to King Kong. A little bit, yeah. It's kind of like Harryhausen's like tribute to King Kong to his his teacher. Willis and,
0: O'Brien. Actually, I think that might have been Mighty Joe Young.
1: No, no, no. I think it was this because didn't they have, like, a line at the end, too? And he, like, I fell kinda, off of a yeah. building. Did he die so. by falling off a building? Yeah, he did. Okay, then it was this one.
0: Yeah, let's just play along with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of similarities to this with King Kong. Um, although he's not, like, uh, Ymir's not captured like Kong. He Well, he is captured. He's captured by the people that went to Venus because he's from Venus. Mm-hmm. He's taken from Venus to Earth to uh, a place
1: he didn't ask to yeah. go.
0: Even though he was in a little egg or whatever, mm-hmm. he didn't ask to go there. And then he's poked and prodded. He's put in a cage.
1: He fights an elephant.
0: He fights an elephant. He's he's basically. Well,
1: that's sh- not the same as King
0: Kong. He doesn't know where he's at. He's um, unfortunately he has a fight with a dog, and he doesn't. That
1: is so sad. He
0: doesn't know what, that the dog. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't know why the dog is mad at him, so he does have to kind of kill the dog. He doesn't kill the dog, right? He does kill the dog. Oh. oh and I think the dog is breathing, but the dog is very injured.
1: Like, he's snapped. <clears throat> it's, like, hit.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, do- he doesn't want to fight anybody.
1: No, he's literally only, like, defending himself, but he, I don't think he even knows his own strength because no. he's growing at such a
0: yeah, by crazy the rate. By the way, he grows, like twice the size every like five hours he yeah. doubles in size because
1: like, of the gravity or yeah something. they
0: they explained it by like saying the atmosphere is different or something like that
1: so therefore he grows yeah crazy amount
0: so by the end of the movie he's about the size of a king kong like 30 40 feet tall he's
1: big enough to fight an elephant
0: yeah um and he might even get bigger th- than that because he grows so fast and he eventually does fall off the Colosseum in rome because yeah. he is taken to italy which is a a monument just like the uh, empire state building not as tall as the empire state building but and he does fall
1: but he also is like tearing it up and i was like this is hundreds of years old what yeah the fuck. it's actually no, that, it's more than that it has to be like thousands of years yeah
0: old. it's thousands of years old it's actually slightly uh more visually stunning than some of the parts of King Kong even though King Kong was visually stunning for its day now it's you're... just
1: taking place in like a very ancient yeah
0: and uh f- I mean he doesn't fight a T-Rex he fights an elephant yeah and there's like a little line at the end I don't remember what the line is but you know it's
1: something to the same effect of it was beauty that killed the beast yeah. it was like uh, Ymir's version
0: <laughs> yeah and even though the the creature is ferocious just like Kong was you do feel bad for the beast
1: because he didn't ask to get brought to this place yeah he was fine where he was mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, you feel bad because he's just trying to like defend himself the only way he knows how he's confused he's scared
0: yep so yeah that's how uh, we feel about that
1: <laughs> yeah I feel bad for Ymir <laughs> poor guy
0: so this movie's called 20 Million Miles to Earth. But actually. Di- th-
1: the reason. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. No, go ahead. So the reason is called 20 Million Miles to Earth, which I found very interesting when they the movie started. I was like, huh, I like that. Is because man at this time had reached the point where they could go 20 million miles from Earth. Because I was like, Venus isn't. I don't know if that's 20 million
0: miles. <laughs> Actually. It
1: might be. Is it?
0: The distance from Earth to Venus, the closest approach has been about 39.5 million kilometers, which <gasps> is 23.6 million miles. So they they miles? rounded down, maybe?
1: It sounds better. I think 20 million miles from Earth and 23.6 million
0: miles, miles to miles. Earth.
1: <laughs> but I thought that was cool that that was like... Their intro, yeah. Man has reached <laughs> the point from Earth that's twenty million
0: miles. So Harryhausen has a little cameo in this movie, by the way.
1: Oh, <laughs> I forgot to look for this.
0: Yeah, he's a ama- man. He is one of the dudes feeding peanuts to one of the elephants in there. So cool. Yeah,
1: I've I've only seen like a statue of him. Oh, yeah? And, like, a few photos of him.
0: <laughs> he, I, I could pick him out of a crowd for sure. Even when he was younger. He has a delightful little face.
1: <laughs> delightful little face.
0: <laughs> He's a delightful Put man. it
1: on his tombstone.
0: <laughs> Alright.
1: So, special effects, the thing that
0: we all love
1: to talk about.
0: So, Ray Harryhausen's original design for this monster was a giant cyclops.
1: <gasps> Isn't that... A monster. Harryhausen used.
0: Yeah, playing? he actually ended up using that a similar, similar looking one, very similar in design. Also, in the seventh voyage of Sinbad in nineteen fifty eight, which is not ah. even very long after this.
1: Yes, I. I we've seen the cast or the mold or whatever mm-hmm. at the. There was a lot of Harryhausen memorabilia as we've talked about before. He did an exhibit we went to. Yeah,
0: he ended up did not making. Ymir with one eye, though obviously he didn't like Oz. the look of it for for this movie. He didn't.
1: I think it would have made him look less friendly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it might be a little less sympathetic. Yeah. <clears throat> so you want to take that one? Um,
1: since he planned to use a real elephant for some of the footage in the zoo, Ray Harryhausen asked for one that was fifteen feet tall. But the film was only able to procure an eight-foot-tall one for him. In order to make the elephant look much bigger, a four-foot-six actor was cast to play the zookeeper. <laughs> Ray Harryhausen has an obsession with elephants.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: He Every movie, he's <laughs> like, I want my monster to fight an elephant, and I want a real one. <laughs> we
0: talked about this and I was like it's probably because it's the closest thing to like a monster on on land yeah like today because they make Guanji the, the Allosaur. well I guess it's a te- no it's an allosaurus they say it's an allosaurus the allosaurus and Guanji fight an elephant uh-huh. uh
1: huh and then the monster in this one fights an elephant and yeah. the, I mean technically we were gonna go for like the closest to like you know yeah like Go-G- a dinosaur Go-G- or whatever yeah it wouldn't be an elephant <laughs> elephants are too cute,
0: yeah, elephants are great,
1: but they're they're the bigger one and although I... ooh, wouldn't it be funny if they fought a giraffe?
0: <laughs> <It'd> be awful <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any weapons or strength
1: but this bigger
0: yeah, it's, bigger. it's got a
1: longer neck,
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> God. anyway so it happens so just like the cyclops ray harryhausen's creature yamir was also used as a template for rays calabash from the clash of the titans and the kraken from clash of the titans oh. just like i said they looked familiar from <laughs> so <laughs> and uh, it just so happens for for the roars of yamir i always like to think of how they make how they come up with the sound design mm-hmm. of the creatures. I love the sound design part of the Jurassic Park back to back to the future. Back <laughs> back why do they keep saying back? Behind the scenes featurette. Uh, how they come up with the roars and stuff, how they mix like the dolphin and the seal for the Velociraptor, whatever.
1: I love that part of it's a dolphin. That's so cool.
0: The Ymir roars are actually elephant roars sped up.
1: Fucking Harry loves <laughs> elephants. I
0: know, right? He loves them. So.
1: The roar actually sounds really cool.
0: It does. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it sounds like really interesting and like it also sounds like distressed. Yeah, like you want to be like, Oh, poor baby, I will like, send
0: you home. <laughs> it
1: sounds very like childlike distressed. They did a good job with it, but um, yeah, no, uh, being very interested in sound design and how monsters' sounds are made actually because. I work for a client or uh, a person one of my clients Warner Brothers I've seen where they recorded Godzilla's Roar for the American Godzilla yeah mm-hmm. it's like this um in the back lot it's this big empty courtyard area where Working. like it's a bunch of fronts of like stores where they re- film things normally but in the in that courtyard when there was obviously no filming going on they part of it is um like a cello in there
0: mm-hmm and it just echoes through that town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could hear it definitely echoing through there. They wanted a, a, a like an organic echo, like
1: that very last string reverb, like yeah. echoing. Yeah, it's um, called a,
0: it's called a contrabass.
1: Yes, I'm sure that there's probably other sounds in there too. But yeah, when I got to go back there because I'm special, <sighs> they showed me
0: it's a mm-hmm. it's a really big cello, a contrabass, whatever it's called. Um, so, this movie, actually, unlike a couple of the movies we've done in the past, not not Harryhausen's, I'm saying, like, recently, <laughs> uh, it has a great rating in Rotten Tomatoes. What? 80% positive rating.
1: Based on 10 reviews. Based on
0: 10 reviews. <laughs> It's an old movie, so not a lot of uh, review like uh, critics go for old movies. I guess. So
1: well, we should be critics for this.
0: Fuck yeah, we should. Hundred percent. Most of the critics on there suck. Yeah. They hate eight-legged freaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was also a um, like a little. There was also a little continuation of the story. Oh. Yeah, a four-issue comic book miniseries. 20 million miles more in 2008. I'd never hmm. picked that up. I need to find that maybe uh, on Amazon or something. Yeah. Released by Tidal Wave Productions as part of their Ray Harryhausen signature series. And it picked up the story 50 years after the events of the film.
1: I think we just need that whole Ray Harryhausen signature series. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> I, I uh, got a little sy- synopsis right here, I think. <clears throat> yeah. It's been 50 years since the strange being from Venus rampaged through Italy, so it has been 50 years of secrets, misinformation, and outright lying. Oh my goodness. Once the, world has been, once the world was convinced that Ymir was a giant hoax, and the mission to Venus never happened, it was lulled back to sleep, ignorant of the truth, but no one counted on genetics. Genetics. Years of secret testing and breakthroughs in many of the gray areas of science created unintended consequences that could bring the Earth to its knees. Ooh. I want to get that. (laughs) should definitely get that. So, yeah, that's 20 Million Miles to Earth, our little take on it.
1: It was very good.
0: And if you haven't heard about it, you think the title is just making it sound like a generic B-movie. It's not. You need to check it out because it's Ray Harryhausen Gold.
1: Ray Harryhausen is the golden child.
0: Mm -hmm. Dynamation. Dynamation. Oh, gosh. You got to see it, folks.
1: I think think we said Ray Harryhausen was Jesus. (laughs) Yeah? I think that he's Jesus.
0: Okay. Uh... Well, Jesus doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) How dare you say that? (laughs) First of all, how dare you?
0: (laughs) So, that's our (laughs) show, folks.
1: That's it. We did it. Yeah. Um. Do we have a? Th- we don't have a theme for August. We don't have a
0: theme for August yet. Uh, check out a poll soon.
1: Yeah, we're gonna put up a poll.
0: Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Check out the poll. Twitter, poll,
1: poll, Twitter, poll. Poll. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Go to our
0: Twitter. Yeah, that's SFDFDI Pod Cast Cast.
1: And you know we're on other stuff.
0: We're on all the et- social media bullshits. We're on the social and, yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And yeah. check out the Sexy Bigfoot.
1: So check out Sexy Bigfoot. If you like it, mm-hmm. let us know. We'll do more.
0: Yeah, and...
1: cause we'll, oh. oh, yeah. And we'll see you on the other side.
0: And you will not get salvation unless you get the destruction. Because you better praise Godzilla. You better praise him. Salvation to destruction. Hey. Amen. Amen. See <laughs> the blue radioactive fire or hellfire. Praise Godzilla. Amen. Praise Godzilla. Praise Godzilla.
1: <laughs> See what movies playing next at Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, just add Catch us on Twitter at SFDFDI podcast.
0: We sure hope you enjoyed the movie. Thank you for joining us. As always, we're glad to have you. Please replace your speaker, dispense of all trash, and watch for children as you carefully exit our theater. Good night.